0: It's Friday, the 9th of December, 2022.
1: The last word in podcasting news. This is the Pod News Weekly Review with James Cridlin and Sam Sethi.
0: I'm James Cridlin, the
2: editor of Pod News. And I'm Sam Sethi, the host of Sound Talks Technology.
0: In the chapters today Data, Data Everywhere, who's up? Who's down and who's number one? Recurring
2: Satoshi payments or subscriptions? This podcast is sponsored and hosted by Buzzsprout. Last week, 3,032 people started a podcast with Buzzsprout. Podcasting hosting made easy with powerful tools and remarkable customer support.
1: From your daily newsletter, the Pod News Weekly Review.
2: Buzzsprout this week uh, posted in network statistics for November. Uh, It's the only regular IAB numbers that are posted and it says Apple is now 38.2% of all downloads. Spotify is number two, Google is number three in a far, far distance. Tell me more about these stats.
0: Yeah, so Apple, according to Buzzsprout, I mean, they do these figures every single month and they're one of two um, podcast uh, hosting companies that release uh, figures, but the other one is Libsyn and they're releasing their own figures. They're not the IB certified ones that Libsyn produces and so therefore don't really understand what they are. So I kind of ignore them. So um, Buzzsprout's are suggesting 38.2% of all downloads go to Apple Podcasts, which is nice. Now I've sort of fiddled around with those Um, because Buzzsprout don't give any Apple Core media traffic to Apple Podcasts, but also there are quite a lot of podcasts on Apple Podcasts that are never actually listened to. They're automatically downloaded. So once you sort of take all of that stuff away, you can uh, have a look at the figures. And I reckon that Apple is doing about 29.8% of all listens. Spotify, 26%. So Google Podcasts, 2.7%. So you you can see that Apple is still number one, which is uh, really good. We've
2: got more data. Spotify's anchor continues to lose market share.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of data that comes out obviously every single month. And um, you can see that in terms of new podcast episodes, uh, Spotify's anchor is losing a bit of market share. That said, it's still very much larger than anybody else. It's 21.6% of all new podcast episodes that were published in November. But Megaphone Um, published an increase in the amount of um, podcast episodes on their platform. So actually, Spotify itself has remained the same. It's just that um, I think this is their long-term plan to move over the big shows from Anchor onto Megaphone and uh, help them earn some money. Um, So um, interesting seeing that part. There's no other real uh, big changes in the top 15 podcast hosts. Uh, You can also have a look at uh, prefix tracking services where PodTrack um, is doing uh, very well. Um, and uh, chartable and pod sites um, doing uh, pretty well too. Um, at number two, you can look at um, content uh, delivery systems. CloudFront, uh, run by AWS, is still number one and does an awful lot of podcasts, but not this one because this one uh, because we're sponsored by Buzzsprout. We're hosted by Buzzsprout, and Buzzsprout uses a different content delivery network. I don't suppose that anybody particularly cares about any of that, but nevertheless, uh, that's still sort of vaguely interesting. Um, I I think the most uh, interesting thing is um, the amount of uh, episodes that aren't published during a typical Thanksgiving week in the US. Everybody kind of um, gives up during uh, Thanksgiving. Um, So we're actually seeing 10% more episodes this week than we did last week. Uh, when Thanksgiving was on, um, so you know that that I think is always interesting to have a look at uh, the uh, data there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a ton of um, a ton of uh, charts and things every single month. Yeah.
2: And, and again, that's what I say. If you it depends who you read and who you look at. So I, I've now got another one that you published, which was <laughs> SXM Media is now number one according to Edison. Again, why are they number one now, James?
0: Well, so uh, there's number one in different things. And I think actually everybody says the same thing. So number one for downloads, total downloads, or listens, if you like, uh, is always Apple Podcasts. No one has yet published that. um, Anybody else is number one for that. So Apple Podcasts is always number one for downloads. Number one for a podcast publisher in the U.S., Um, Some people claim it's iHeartMedia, PodTrack do. Um, Some people claim it isn't. Um, uh, If you look at uh, Triton, Triton claim it's uh, SXM Media, as does the Edison Podcast Metrics data. Now, the Edison Podcast Metrics data is worked out in a slightly different way. They basically ask 11,000 people every year, what podcasts do you listen to? And then they work out who made those particular podcasts. And uh, SXM Media is number one in there. Uh, Spotify number two, iHeartMedia number three. And the reason why that was interesting and newsworthy is that Spotify was number one last quarter, or the figures that uh, Edison brought out last quarter, because they're actually figures over an entire year. Um, So, uh, yes, so there's an awful lot of uh, number ones. iHeart will still claim that they're number one because they're number one on on PodTrack. But um, really, in reality, SXM Media is number one. Um, according to uh, a number of different uh, bits of of, uh, data. But it it was very close that uh, Samsung Free might have been number
2: one, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, last week we reported that the automated podcast plays was causing uh, a ripple in the statistics. Mm. They seemed to have fixed it. Have they fixed it, James? They said they were going to.
0: Yeah, it looks as if they have. PodTrack actually shared a bunch of data with me around how those, if you remember, um, uh, Samsung Free, which is a podcast app on Samsung phones, was automatically playing individual podcasts. And at one point, they were um, responsible for more than one in 10 downloads, which is a big number, actually 10.7% of all daily downloads on November the 27th. Um, But uh, PodTrack's data seems to suggest that the issue has been corrected, which is good. And PodTrack are also going to pull all of those um, erroneous plays out of the Rankers, which I find interesting because they're still IAB compliant. So theoretically, they should be in the uh, list, but um, they've pulled those out um, for the uh, podcast and publisher Rankers, which we'll get in the next week or so. Um, so, uh, yeah, Samsung freeze, um, you know, badly uh, behaved app was uh, quite a
2: thing, uh, at the end of last month. Yeah. Naughty, naughty Samsung, but Hey, moving on. Um, we had Trevor last week on the show. Um, I really enjoyed actually chatting to Trevor. Um, he did make a couple of salient points. One of those was that he gets recurring subscriptions through Patreon and other mechanisms and you, mentioned James that wouldn't it be good if we could get recurring payments through Satoshi's of course that led to a bigger conversation on Mastodon where I think the most intelligent conversations around podcasting are currently occurring and you said something about I'll just say what you said and then I'll leave the mic open everything hangs off the guid off you go James (laughs)
0: <laughs> well yeah I mean I was basically saying look um uh, th- there is absolutely a way and I'm sure that there's a way of doing uh, automated monthly um you know money as you would do with um Patreon or something like that but doing it with uh, sats you know instead um, and I said, I'm sure that there, there, that there is a way you'd probably want to just check every single uh, month um, what the splits still were for that particular show. Uh, but of course, if you just um, store the GUID in your system, then you should be able to find that kind of information, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, and we've um, had a, a fair amount of, um, you know, interesting conversations, both on podcastindex.social, index.social, uh, but also through our boosts as well at Rass- uh, Calavera uh, says, as for monthly contributions for value for value, um, an app could do that easily, right? Dave Jones does it with a cron job. Seems like an app could do it easily as well. Um, and uh, he uh, said, uh, I appreciate it. Um, And I say he, because obviously Trevor was talking about uh, uh, everybody with Bitcoin being blokes. But anyway, uh, he says, uh, I appreciated Trevor's criticism and agree that if monetizing is a goal, multiple ways are great. So uh, yeah, I would certainly agree with that. Um, And yeah, and I think, you know, Kyren also said something very similar that uh, Dave Jones has worked some wizardry. He sends a big rush boost to the mere mortals every week, Um, but uh, of course you do need to play around with cron jobs and coding and everything else. And so it just needs to be a little bit easier. Are you going to make it easier, Sam, with your super secret thing that you (laughs) kind of um, half announced last week? Yeah,
2: well, there's two ways that you can make this much simpler. So one way I suggested on Mastodon was using the Albee donation page where you could say, I want to donate to Pod News or to your favourite other podcast. And you could then have a field which had a recurring element to it, hmm. so ticket and say weekly or monthly or whatever it would be, um, that would be very similar to having streaming sats, just you have to have them streaming sats once a week or once a month for a particular amount. Now, Adam put out a, um, what do they call them, or on a toot, don't they? Yes. Um, he put out a toot that said um, the value tag has to be protected. Um, so I, I sort of took that as feedback as no, I don't like that method. It's a, it's a shortcut. Don't do it. But talking to Michael Boomy that is one way you could do it. Now, the other way to do it is you would need read, write access and authorization to someone's wallet Mm. in order to have that payment automatically go out of their wallet into a podcaster's payment. Um, and again, that is something that we are looking at because, You can very, very simply create a UI that would just allow the user or the listener to set their monthly payment. That is not hard. The hard part is getting the authorization to them once they've agreed it to take that payment out and put it in. And using the ob API, it is possible.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, you know I, I would completely agree with Adam that the value tag is a hugely important thing, and the last thing that we want is for there to be you know fifty different apps out there which you have to claim your podcast on uh, fifty different ways because that that no nobody's going to do that, and at the end of the day, it's just it's just a nightmare. <laughs> so I can completely get that. Actually, what uh, what you want. In terms of receiving payments is you want one place to get the information on how to pay that uh, that particular podcaster. Um, I think it differs if uh, the payments obviously work in a different way Um, but I can completely get that uh, yeah what the last thing that we want really is is for you know lots of different people to have to claim it in lots of different places.
2: Yeah and that is the trouble at the moment lightning payments um are not seamless so although you have a lightning address it's still not easy to uh, interchange payments between those lightning addresses it's coming but it's not quite there yet
0: yeah but i think you don't have to have anybody's permission to pay someone do you you only need permission to get money from someone else which is a very different conversation yeah exactly
2: yes but it's that authorization of their Lightning wallet. And if it then happens to be a payment into another Lightning wallet, that's not hard. It's the authorization part that's hard.
1: Yeah,
0: but it, it, it's the difference, isn't it, between pull and push? Yes. Um, so, direct debit, uh, I suppose it's the same as a direct debit. Exactly. Versus a credit card. So, I can, if I want to take money from you on a monthly basis with a credit card, then um, you can fill out a form, but you'd have to come and fill out a form on my on my website and give me the authorization and blah blah blah. Which is, I think, what you're talking about. Um, yeah, and I suppose direct debit is the same thing. So I'm not really making an awful lot of sense here, but it's but it's it's different rather than push.
2: Yeah. No, I actually thought you were making sense. No, I thought you had a great analogy there. The direct debit is the the mechanism. So you're f- signing a form to the. In effect, a bank, but this there is no intermediary that says I'm willing to pay this amount of satoshis every month. Thank you very much, and you have my authorization. As opposed to here's a boostergram, a one-off credit card payment that I am going to do, and I, you don't have authorization. I set yeah. the authorization. When I make that payment,
0: yeah, yeah, and uh, yes, maybe I, maybe I'm thinking about direct debits versus versus standing orders, um, and now we're getting very, <laughs> very UK finance because <laughs> I'm sure that they're not called that. I'm I, I'm sure that they're not called that in the US, um, but um, but anyway, let's not go down that particular rabbit hole. But it's very exciting that actually um, there are people having a look at monthly contributions because I think you know Trevor. Um, uh, he, he said a few things, and I'm, and I'm grateful for people to have actually listened to what he had to say rather than, uh, rather than doing a, li- a little bit of Googling and going, I'm not listening to that. Uh, it was very good that they actually had a listen. I think he said two things. He said that um, Bitcoin isn't really big enough yet, which is something that will change given time. But I think the other one was that actually at the moment, streaming sats and boostergrams require a listener to listen. Um, and it's a good thing if a listener can also say, you know what, I love Sam's work so much that I'm just gonna pay him automatically uh, an amount of uh, money every single month and um, regardless of whether, of whether I actually have a listen or not. Uh, and I think it's great if we can build that into the uh, value for value thing. It's It still absolutely is value. Um, you know, it's still me saying, I really appreciate what you do, But I want to, I don't want to have to work to give you money. I just want to basically say, here, have some, you know, have some uh, uh, automated uh, cash every single month. uh, And that should be a good thing.
2: Yeah. And I I think the only thing that Trevor also said was, how do people get wallets? How do people make those payments? How do they get fiat currency transfers? All I can say is it's all coming. I mean, those things are going to happen.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, All of that is coming. And I should also uh, say that uh, we've had a uh, boost from a lady. Uh, My name is spelt Eileen, but spelt the Dutch way um shout out to fountain by the way who make it possible to earn sats while listening so i can send these boosts while still figuring out how to buy them uh so maybe that's uh feedback that i should take back to fountain i'm an advisor so uh yeah but uh yeah so that's so we've actually had boosts from a woman, Sam. I only just want to
2: sing, come on, Eileen. That's all that's in my head right
0: now. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, uh, in other uh, payment uh, news, Pocket Casts has raised its annual subscription price by 41 cents a month. Um, they've changed their app from nine ninety-nine to fourteen ninety-nine, And it's only for the additional services that you want uh, to uh, uh, pay for, but it's a good service and I would recommend that you bought it, um, as I have done. Uh, Radio Public Pro um, was a thing that um, Radio Public used to run, which was twelve dollars a month. Which was uh, you would get uh, for your podcast, you would get a nice podcast website and an embedded player and some form of tipping service through. I'm go- I'm going to guess Stripe. Um, and uh, they've canned that. Um, I'm surprised that it was still going, to be quite frank with you. But anyway, they've canned it. It's no longer existing. Um, they're continuing with Radio Public Basic. And, of course, Radio Public is now owned by Acast and has been since February of last year. Um, and you say rumours of um, what? Uh, subscriptions?
2: Yeah, uh, Christmasina posted uh, that Spotify might be bringing out a new tier of 1999 um, next year with Spotify, so you've got your 9.99, your 14.99 family, and this is your 19.99. I think the idea is they're going to bring out um, the HD uh, audio, which was the promised high definition audio version of their music. Oh yes, plus yeah. a few other things. I'm sure they're trying to get audio books somewhere into there, so that they don't have the Apple bounce out. Um, so yeah, and. Again, I'm not a massive fan of subscriptions, I will be honest and say. Um, I would like to see, as I'm very keen to uh, develop, a streaming Satoshi value-for-value payment system. And I think subscriptions are a, well, we don't know what price to set. We'll set a median price, whether you're a high user or a low user, and uh, just pay what you can in terms of, this value and I'm not sure it's the best way because I don't know whether I get full value with my subscriptions but hey
0: yeah we'll and uh I know that uh, there's a friend of uh, mine who has switched their Netflix subscription to the one with advertising and just the amount of advertising in there I mean it's half the price but the amount of advertising that you have to wade through uh, has really made them think again. Uh, they happen to work in TV advertising, and so therefore <laughs> it was probably worth their while <laughs> doing. But the amount of TV ads that they've had to wade their way through is really quite, uh, quite uh, something. But, uh, but yes, and I think actually, you know, a lot of these. Um, a lot of these services who are using advertising as a way of bumping up the value that they get from consumers um, is, uh, you, you know, they really need a bit of a think about what works well for a consumer. I was watching a, uh, a TV channel, a streamed TV channel the other day, and I saw an ad in the um, in the ad break for a dating app um, and then that ad finished and then started again. And then I watched the ad for a third time. Then there was an ad for something else. And then there was the same ad for a streaming app. Uh, so four times in one ad break was, um, yeah, quite a, quite a thing. And given that I got married in August of this year, it seems a bit of a waste of time. Although, you know, who knows? Uh, so, um, so, so, yeah. So, uh, yes, that's not very good. Perhaps they need some a form of artificial intelligence to help them there.
2: Well, yeah. Yes, you've been playing with the the app of the week, I suppose, or uh, GBT from OpenAI. It seems everyone's been having a little play, and you did as well, James. What did you do?
0: Yes, I did. So I asked chat GPT to write a article for me, a 300 word article about what exciting changes 2023 will bring in the podcasting and audio industry. And I also asked it to finish by making a joke about podcasting. Uh, Let me uh, read uh, some of this, but it, it won't be me reading it. It'll be the artificial voice from Descript. 2023 is shaping up to be an exciting year for the podcasting and audio industry. One of the biggest trends is the use of AI and machine learning to create personalized audio experiences for listeners. Another trend to watch is the continued growth of audio books, and 2023 is likely to see the continued rise of smart speakers and other voice-activated devices. As they say, it's all fun and games until someone starts a podcast about it so uh this is me again by the way sam
2: couldn't tell uh, so couldn't. seamless
0: great joke uh, <laughs> at the end uh, hilarious um but uh, what was interesting the whole thing um was uh, chat gpt basically saying you know smart speakers and other voice activated devices are going to be more of a thing next year probably in terms of consumption they will be even though they've not been very commercially successful um as well as audiobooks as well as ai um I, you know i think it's really really smart i'm not
2: sure i agree with the smart speakers given uh, amazon's 10 billion hole but um there you go but other than that it's probably true
0: yeah i and you know and uh, and adam curry also posted that as well and i think there's a big difference between whether or not you can make any money out of it and whether or not people are actually using the technology and any radio company will tell you that smart speakers are massive and they are getting bigger and bigger in terms of consumption of audio so uh yes they may not be making amazon or google any money uh, but um consumers don't care about that consumers care about whether or not they're going to use the things or not yeah
2: it's crack cocaine marketing feed the market and then uh, reap the benefits
0: but that'll help us monetize this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Dave, Dave Weiner has been saying stuff, hasn't he, as well? Yeah, he's
2: been using ChatGPT along with everyone else. So he asked, why isn't podcasting owned by a single tech company? And why is it competitive? Uh, I can't do Dave Weiner's voice. So uh, podcasting is a decentralized and open medium, which means that it's not owned or controlled by any single technology company. I won't read the whole thing. But he did go on and say... Um, you know, it's basically a very good answer. So he was very happy with what Chat ChatGBT did. I mean, there's been people who, Harry Morton has said that you know, he's going to use it now for some code snippets. There's other people who've been very impressed with it. Where do you think AI and stuff like OpenAI with Whisper and Chat ChatGBT is going to take us, James?
0: I mean, I, re- I read it and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, because, y- yeah, you know, Chat GPT is Fine, it writes quite well, but it's very dull and it's not actually very accurate most of of the time. Um, And I think uh, at at the end of it, you know, I kind of get frustrated by um, some of the writing that I'm already seeing on the internet, which just doesn't look very good. And I assumed that it was somebody whose third language is English, you know, um, didn't really understand any of, of, of you know, it's just not a very good article. But what I'm re- um, dimly realizing is that actually people are already using these kind of tools to write articles. Um, and you're not going to see any of that on the pod news newsletter. I'll tell you now. Um, so at least not yet. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future in terms of podcasting. I think you can still hear, as you heard from that little clip earlier, I think you can still hear when an artificial voice is
2: still artificial. Yeah, Alban Brook at uh, Buzzsprout had a really, oh, it might have been Kevin, had a really good suggestion, which um, I've taken on board. So they said in the podcast taxonomy, should we add an extra field, which was A.I., so that you could tag a person as an AI in a podcast. So if we did get podcasts that were coming out that were automated, mm. then at least we should tag them so that people know, because not everyone's going to work out what's an AI. They are getting much better. Uh, but we should, as the creators, at least tag content so that it's made more aware for the listener.
0: Yeah, but there there, uh, there again, uh, you know, that would rely on people being honest and open. And uh, my, I mean, I am absolutely convinced that when my daughter is at university, she will be using AI to write her essays. Um, absolutely convinced that that's going to happen. And it's going to be really difficult to work out whether or not she's actually, in inverted commas, cheated in that way. Um, so whether or not people will actually put a flag, I mean, you know, quite a lot of podcasters don't understand how the explicit tag works, let alone anything else, <laughs> uh, we will see, um, Stephen Goldstein, uh, has also written a very good blog post all about what happened in 2022 and what 2023 might, um, uh, happen. And we will do uh, a review of, uh, 2022 next year next week and uh, make our predictions for 2023 it says here (laughs) so that'll be fun well james yes (laughs) so you have
2: a week to think it up indeed (laughs) you are the font of all knowledge we should ask you no (laughs) genuinely i mean i think it will be a good thing for you and i to look back on yeah you know we've done this every week for the whole year let's look back on what were the big stories and also i think what was the trend and i think um make a few predictions yeah, uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Mm. Anyway, you'll have to wait till next week.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> you're the <laughs> <laughs> I am also looking forward uh, to uh, PR companies stopping sending me pieces of um, of lackluster copy about some of their drab podcasts that they've produced during the year, and said, you know, if you're putting together a look back at the year of of of, of podcasting. And I'm there going, I write a daily newsletter. Why am I going to write a (laughs) look back in the year? Podnews.net slash archive. That's your look back at the year. (laughs) But
2: anyway, we'll Um, see. Now, moving on, uh, you posted an updated list of podcasting hosted companies on Podnews this week, James. Why did you decide to update it?
0: Yeah, there's an awful lot of podcast um, hosts uh, out there, podcast hosting companies, and um I updated it um, partially because um, there'd been a bunch added and a bunch added without logos. And one of those that was added without a logo was co-host that happens to be sponsoring PodNews. And they said, uh, why, why do we not have a logo there? And I thought, yes, that's a good point. Um, the list is actually open. It's on a GitHub uh, page. It's on the OPorg um, GitHub uh, repo uh, area, and uh, but it's a full list that is also used by people like John Spurlock uh, and others as well. So uh, it's worthwhile going to take a peek at. It's at podnews.net slash article slash hosts. Um, and um, and as, uh, associated with that is also a, uh, another piece of um, code which looks at podcast host changes. So that's people changing from one podcast host to another And typically we see about half a percent of podcasters who switch over a monthly period from one podcast host to another, which is actually, you know, I mean, it's a sensible amount, around 900 or so from our uh, sample. Um, One of the things that I do always notice every single month is people moving to Anchor and also people moving to Megaphone. Um, And uh, there's a lot of people moving to Anchor. And I think, frankly, that's just people moving to a free podcast host. Maybe they don't want to pay Libsyn anymore. Maybe they don't want to pay uh, Podbean anymore. Uh, They just want to host a podcast for free and just dump it there. And that's absolutely fine. But I think also it's fascinating seeing the amount of podcasts that are switching from various places to Megaphone, uh, which, of course, is still part of uh, Spotify. So, you know, worthwhile taking a peek
2: that yeah it is good data now james i wanted to ask you whatever happened to all the podcast hosts who were getting together to promote podcasting 2.0
0: um i can tell you a very a very little amount of that uh not very much is the quick answer but um if you listen to the new media show this week with um, uh, Todd and Rob, getyourown.com, that's right, Todd, then you will find uh, in there um, uh, that Rob mentions something about that group, and Todd says, ah, yeah, no, I don't think anything's been announced yet, uh, and that's about as far as it's uh, as it's got. Um, and I think this does show that um, groups of large companies trying to get together to move the this industry forward doesn't really work. Um, that was uh, that came off a uh, dinner that I was at in Dallas um, in podcast movement in August. And here we are in December and we still don't have that thing, whatever that thing is. So hugely looking forward to the future of that i think rob called it a podcast standards group or something um my understanding is that it was all about open podcast standards and rss and and all of that but uh, we've still heard nothing so yeah who knows when that might happen maybe it's going to be announced at podfest mm. who knows
2: now one of the things i've always wanted james and i know i've asked you this in the past is is there a table of what tags from the podcasting 2.0 these hosts support? Um, Because I think and I don't understand why some of them aren't doing certain things like supporting the value tag or supporting uh, the person tag. Some of these simpler tags that can be done straight away um, and yet hosts aren't doing it. And I don't know whether a table, a bit like the HTML5 table that used to be published, which showed browsers and the level of support.
0: Oh, yeah. dot com. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just absolutely.
2: wonder whether we can do one for the industry, showing what hosts support what podcasting tool. It would also, uh, you know, highlight very quickly that Apple and Spotify don't support any of it. But that would be another benefit from it as well.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, there's some of that which is already in um, the data that you'll find at podnews.net slash new podcast apps where you can go and have a look at which podcast hosts support Which tags, um, but it's not uh, very comprehensive, and the difficulty is that I mean Libsyn, uh, I mean arguably support all of them because you can put whatever you like into a Libsyn RSS feed, but also Libsyn supports nothing um, because unfortunately um, the the only progressive person who was working for that company appears to have left, so you end up with um, you know some interesting you know, sort of work there of what do you actually call support, but I think support within the UI, I think it would be interesting to have a look at who supports what, and you're absolutely right, some form of a table, some form of um, of a can I use thing. Um, I have looked at podcast hosts that I wanted to move certain things to and I have not moved to them precisely because they don't they didn't support the tags that Mm. I wanted to. So um, I think it would be a useful thing to end up working
2: on. Yeah I don't mean it as a name and shame but I do mean it as a some podcast hosts are working their backsides off and really supporting it and moving the needle and others haven't done well much. Now there are more women coming into podcasting james there was a report last week that you published from xsm media and edison research that said 47 million women have listened in the past a month that's 35 percent of all women aged 18 plus so that sounds like a very positive thing well that was us of course but that sounds very positive james yeah
0: um I mean, it says that 48% of all U.S. podcast listeners are female, and uh, that's a pretty good match for the U.S. population as a whole. Um, This is um, from the Women's Podcast Report 2022. I find it interesting that you have this, which basically sounds as if Everything is getting much more balanced in terms of consumption, but then you have Sounds Profitable's data around podcast creators, which um, seems to show that there are many more of us, uh, Sam, uh, you know, devilishly handsome uh, men, um, uh, rather than women. Face uh, for radio. (laughs) Face for radio. (laughs) Rather than women working on uh, creating shows. So there's still a disparity there, I think. Um, But uh, yeah, um, some good research from uh, Edison Research uh, around women listeners, which I'm sure will be very interesting to the She Podcasts uh, team. Uh, And also in terms of uh, research um, that came out on Wednesday, uh, some brand new research from Edison Research and sounds profitable um, looking at brand safety And what people basically think of, um, you know, weird content, you know, unpleasant content in podcasting and the advertisers that are supporting those. And basically, it basically says, don't be racist that's the <laughs> that's basically the headline that's there. a good
2: that's a good summary i like that summary. yeah
0: yeah which is i think you know absolutely fine anyway you'll find that at soundsprofitable.com dot com um and you'll find the women's podcast report 2022 they've only released a first look um a little bit of a fact sheet they um will be doing a bit more of a webinar i think it's next week uh and you'll find more details on that
2: at Podnews.net. now talking of reports uh everyone seems to be doing a wrapped for the end of the year it started off with spotify uh, and then there was youtube and and various others who were doing it we got ours james for uh, our podcast um what did you think of the spotify 2022 podcast or wrapped video or gif yeah. or whatever it would be called
0: yeah it was some fancy uh, you know um uh, html5 website listen to me how old do i sound html5 website Uh, Anyway, uh, they call it a treasure trove of growth insights and data, and being fair, it's certainly something if you want some random catchy phrases to put on your press kit, then it's certainly somewhere to go, podcasters.spotify.com. For example, we this year have already made... 3,057 minutes of audio, which is more than most people have in our category. We're in the top 15 podcasts for something or other, and I can't quite remember what, but nevertheless, we're we're in the top 15. Um, and uh, we, this year, have had a 69% increase in followers. So some fantastic numbers, and frankly, I would expect um, for the first uh, couple of months of next year, seeing these types of bits of data in a bunch of uh, press releases, you know, and why not? I should also say that we have virtually no one who listens to this show on Spotify. Hooray. Uh, it's a tiny, tiny amount of our audience. So so I do think it's very clever that Spotify has managed to basically pull a bunch of really good-looking data um, from... Uh, this particular podcast, which is not a good podcast in the Spotify ecosystem. Um, And I would compare it with Google, which gives you just raw numbers every single month, and you've got no idea whether they're good or bad, and the Google figures are are fairly awful as well, or with the figures that you get from Apple, which, you know, obviously Apple never sends you any numbers, and the only numbers that you can just get are from the Apple uh, dashboard Um, It surprises me that Apple haven't done a a podcaster-wrapped type of thing this year as well that you could actually share um, with uh, audiences, but uh, maybe that's something that they might do for next year.
2: Mm. Can't beat them, join them. Now, uh, the other value, I think, though, from all this data, um, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how these ranks and charts are great for Spotify. It seems that if you look at the top 10... um, for 2022 on Spotify, seven of those top 10 were exclusives to Spotify. And one was a recent purchase. And they were pointing out that probably it's a Mm. great way for Spotify just to go, who's the most popular in the top 10? Which one don't we have? We'll go and buy it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same reason, I think, why Acast bought Podchaser, so that they can look for big hits uh, such as that. Uh, and obviously Spotify have also bought uh, Chartable and pod sites as well. Um, I think that absolutely there's a real benefit there. I would say from the Spotify top tens, Uh, Of course, Joe Rogan is going to be really, really high in there because Spotify is the only place you can listen to Joe Rogan or to, you know, Meghan Markle or anybody else. Um, And, you know, I read a, a piece in an Australian website a couple of days ago who were very dismissive of the fact that. Um, that Australians seem to be listening to Joe Rogan more than any other podcast, and I said to them, "No, that's not what the data says. You know what the data says is on Spotify, people in Australia are listening to Joe Rogan more than more than anybody else. But that's kind of like saying that Walmart own brand, you know." potato chips are the best selling in america they they're only the best selling in america in walmart stores um because you can't buy them anywhere else um and uh, so i think we we just need to be a little bit careful of uh, having a look at those um top tens but as you say it's a great talent opportunity for uh, spotify to buy new shows that um they want to add to their platform
2: now talking of talent as you just did it's time for people news
0: it is indeed. We start with some um, sad news. Uh, Norm Pattis, who was the founder of Westwood One and Podcast One, I believe that the phrase is a colourful character. Um, he died last weekend. He was seventy-nine. Quite uh, uh, quite unexpected uh, to most people in the uh, industry. So we wish, of course, the rest of his family well. Uh, Rob Greenlee has moved on to Podbean. Um, he uh, had been at Libsyn since twenty nineteen. He's also worked for Spreaker. Uh, uh, he's worked for Podcast One. He's worked for Microsoft and various other places. Um, he's now SVP of Content and Partnerships at Podbean. Uh, one of the amusing things is that uh, he's been sent an Apple computer to uh, use. Finally, we only managed to get him off his Windows phone a couple of years ago, <laughs> and now he's gone. He's gone wholly uh, over to the the uh, dark side, um, which I find uh, hilarious. So many congratulations to Rob. Congratulations also to Kathy Doyle, who is to leave uh, Macmillan. She's worked for the company for 11 years as VP of podcasting and content development. She is um, going off for a life uh, of consultancy and starting with um, podcast strategy for a uh, charity called Hire Heroes USA. Um, And a couple of... um, Uh, additional um, uh, additions to uh, companies. Uh, Emma-Jane Kirby, uh, who's a BBC reporter who spent 30 years at the BBC. She never worked anywhere else, but now she is because she's working at a podcast company called Blanchard House as a producer. Looking forward to speaking to uh, one of their um, co-founders in uh, January on this very uh, podcast. So that should be fun. Uh, Klaus Thun, or Thun, I'm not quite sure which, but anyway, Klaus has joined Podimo as global director of programming. Uh, He used to work for Apple Music and for iTunes. Uh, He's also worked for Carlsberg because he is a Dane and everybody in Denmark must have worked for Carlsberg at one point, you would have thought. Um, And there's all kinds of stuff going on at uh, Harry and Meghan's company as well, uh, Archwell. Um, The the head of audio, Rebecca Sananes, has apparently resigned. Serena Regan is her replacement. Uh, The CEO of Archwell has also resigned, although apparently she was only standing in during Harry and Meghan's parental leave. Uh, who knows? And frankly, who cares? But anyway, I'm sure that Rebecca uh, will be a, um, a top quality hire for uh, somebody else. And I'm sure that she is desperately looking forward to getting out of that uh, kind of goldfish bowl. Um, the amount of press around that podcast is really quite something. But anyway, if you're looking for a job, Pod News has podcasting jobs across the industry and across the world. uh, They're free to post as well. It'll just take two minutes to add a new role at podnews.net slash
2: jobs. I wonder if Podimo's new strapline would be exceedingly good
1: podcasts. (laughs) The tech Tech Stuff on the Pod News Weekly Review.
0: Yes, it's the stuff you'll find every Monday in the Pod News newsletter and here's where we do all of the uh, tech talk. Uh, Dave Jones uh, gave us a boostergram uh, with this news Podping.cloud 2.0 is live. Woo! Which is all very exciting. What does that mean, Sam?
2: Well, if it's what I think it means, now Brian of London had a Hive uh on the Hive blockchain had a service that looked for podcasts that supported the Podping um, system, notification system. We tried to use it in the 1.0 version with PHP and it was a little bit flaky and we couldn't work out how to query the database and did we know which podcasts, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I am hoping that the work that Dave's done with Podping in Cloud 2.0 um, has made it so much simpler because I believe he's integrated it with the index as well, if that's what I take away.
0: Yeah, and I know that there's also a new JSON schema in there which will allow you to, you know, ha- have reason codes and all of that kind of uh, stuff in there as well, particularly around uh, live shows. Um, when listening to the New Media Show uh, a couple of days ago, I think what was uh, very clear to me was just the amount of boosts that, that they were getting as they were going live. Now, we record this at, uh, I think it's what... Um, uh, four in the morning or something in the U S at the moment. So it's, it's not a great time to do a live show. Um, but you can very clearly see that that show had a lot of people who were sending messages, uh, once cross app comments is all working, then that should be, you know, pretty amazing too. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a very exciting thing. Um, and there is a link to what is RSS cloud, which we will link to, um, to uh, from the show notes and uh, from the pod news newsletter on Monday as well.
2: Mm, Dave Wine is pushing that. He's saying that the RSS cloud, which is part I did look of the original uh, podcast RSS feed structure. So in the channel uh, tag, there mm-hmm. is an RSS cloud tag. Um, I st- I have pinged Dave on a couple of occasions and said well, what is this and and is it defunct? And then he went, no, it's still alive and I use it very much. And then I did ask the question, well, what else could you put into that field? Could you put the PodPing uh, update into that RSS cloud field and have it as part of your RSS? I don't know.
0: Yes, it would be interesting to um, uh, dive into that. I mean, we should probably not, Fiddle around too much with the (laughs) with the very nascent standards that we have, but uh, yeah, that was uh, good to end up seeing. Also, good is um, a number of new validators. Um, If you are working on your own RSS feed and you need to validate that somewhere, RSS Blue has a quite a nice fancy one. The Livewire Podcast Validator as well is uh, super good. One of the things that the Livewire one does is it also deals with cross app comments as well. So if you support cross app. Comments, then you can even see those in the validator. Um, I liked it so much that every page now in the pod news um, podcasting pages um, now has a direct link to the Livewire podcast validator as well as the one that um, Todd Cochran's company runs as well. Um, so if you want to um, have a peek at that, then uh, just do a search for your favorite podcast um, on the PodNews.net website and um you'll find a link to it from uh, there but it works uh, you know really nicely uh, which is uh, a good thing and talking about cross app comments Pod News now properly supports them. So we've stopped uh, linking to uh, Twitter because, you know, Elon Musk is a fool. So instead, we are linking to um, the um, the Mastodon, you know, uh, ActivityPub stuff, which we frankly should have been doing in the first place. Um, and you'll find the social interact tag in our RSS feed. I would really like to know all of the apps which are using cross-app comments properly using activity Pub. Um, and uh, it'd be really good to have a look at that i think one of the problems with that spec has always been that it's been overly broad and you could support twitter and you could support something else and and you know a v- vague amount of random um, uh, uh, commenting systems um, but i'd really like to understand who is using activity pub properly because of course um, now that many more people are using mastodon it works entirely perfectly with that so that should be really good to have a look at
2: you said which apps are using it, but which hosts are supporting it as well, James? Because, you know, from the app developer side, w- the point at which you put the social interact tag, the link or the URL to the Mastodon, mm. has to be a UI in the host, right? When we create the episode, it, it can't be in the app. So the app will expose it. But the host has to provide it. And then we go back to earlier what I said. I don't think hosts are actually providing significant uh, tag support in the UI fast enough. I just don't think they're doing it.
0: Yeah, no, I would completely agree with you on that. And I think that, uh, yes, there's, um, you you know, there needs to be more... Uh, work it's that chicken and egg of uh, if there are no apps out there then um, no podcast uh, hosting company is going to want to um, spend the time you know sticking it in and uh, no podcast hosting company is going to spend the time sticking it in if there are no apps out there it's it's just this whole you know round roundabout thing so um, yeah I I kind of understand that sort of uh, side of it
2: but I mean you know I have the same problem with podcast.txt you know Apart from transistor, I can't find many other hosts that are supporting it. So then we have the issue of well, let's turn off the email. Well, don't turn off the email if you haven't put in the podcast TXT support. Because as an app developer, how can we verify? You know, we have this disjoint thinking still. It still isn't working quite well.
0: Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that, and I should say. uh BuzzPro, our sponsor, will be supporting podcast TXT uh, early next month, uh, which should be uh, quite nice. Not Excellent. not sure whether or not that's actually uh, an official uh, announcement, but uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it. But if I should, if I shouldn't have mentioned it, then hopefully I won't get into uh, trouble. Not that we're renegotiating for next year or anything.
2: Uh, Can you just go up to the top of that announcement and see? Does it say embargo <laughs> before
0: you, you announced <laughs> it? It was just a chat with Albert. So who knows? Who knows how much trouble I've got um, us into? Let's move on. Um, move on. Yes. Then. Uh, John Spurlock is doing some nice stuff with the podcast in- index statistics, which Pod News is also uh, pulling uh, for some of the uh, data that you'll see in our newsletter, which is uh, nice. I have also grabbed um, some uh, very bad PHP code that uh, I think we mentioned this last week. Um, I published the PHP code to pull uh, OP3 redirect logs. Um, for particular days. Um, But having said that, uh, um, uh, chatting with John Spurlock today over email, I think he's quite close to releasing something which might actually be proper download numbers from the OP3 uh, data. So it'll be interesting to see if he gives us that as a Christmas present, because I am so looking forward to retiring an awful lot of my uh, crappy code that would be a God, a
2: wonder i'm glad you finished that sentence Wonderful. i thought you just <laughs> i thought you just said i'm going to retire said, <laughs> no, there's an announcement no, there to
0: retire my awful code so that would be uh, a good thing um there's a brand new uh, version of pocket casts which is out version 7.27 which now uh, knows what it's called um it's using uh, that weird fix that Apple released in July, AV URL asset HTTP user agent key, uh, snappy name, snappy thing. Um, and so basically, it will now no longer ever appear as Apple Core Media, which is a very good thing. And uh, we've confirmed that. Uh, Apple Podcasts has yet to do that. Uh, I think I have very severely upset my uh, contact at Apple um, by asking them very politely, when are you going to uh, implement your own code? Uh, And uh, he seems seems very upset. So uh, let's move on uh, from uh, that. Um, And um, yes, and there are, you know, a couple of other interesting uh, things going on out there. Podchaser has launched an alert system um, so you can track podcast episodes for a target keyframe and you get your first alert free, which is quite cool. Uh, Podverse are working on CarPlay um, at the moment, although the last that I saw on podcast dot, on podcastindex.social, um, I think they had found a bit of a a bit of a blocker on that and maybe they're not working on a CarPlay mobile version at the moment because um, mm. there seems to be some uh, problem with that. But uh, anyway, um, and- yeah, uh, Looking for a, a
2: decent React Developer.
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. Which will be yes, quite a thing. Uh, and then finally, uh, Chris Messina, friend of the show, has posted that uh, Spotify is adding hashtags in some way, shape, or form. Now, as we know, Chris Messina uh, invented hashtags. Uh, he, he 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 was he was the person who did that. So I think it's interesting to see that there is now a piece of code in uh, some new Spotify uh, releases which do uh, actually talk about uh, hashtags in there as well, by the way, as the HiFi service which is there. Um, uh, high definition audio sound Uh, so um, you know I I don't know whether
2: 1999
0: yes I don't know whether Chris uh, gets any gets any money out of the hashtags I'm sure I'm sure he doesn't but nevertheless uh, it's a nice it's a nice thing so uh,
2: yes I wonder what they'll be using them for Mm. and hashtags are coming to Mastodon it looks like Uh, the there was an update so you can now follow hashtags you're interested in and get more posts in your home feed as well
0: oh yeah you've been able to do that for a long, long time on the web. Um, It's just the, uh, the Mastodon app, which actually isn't a very good app. Um, but uh, the Mastodon app now allows you to follow hashtags as well. And if you are using Mastodon or Pleroma and you want to just get some new stuff into your feed, go follow a ton of hashtags. Just search for them and then press the follow button um, because that's the way that you'll find new people who you might want to follow mm. in the future.
2: Moving on now, let's have a look around the world. In Australia, in your backyard, James, the subject of the Teacher's Pet podcast Chris Dawson was sentenced to 24 years in prison for murdering his wife. Mm.
0: Yes, he was. Uh, He'll be eligible for parole in 2040. And given that he's uh, 74 now, um, that's probably the last that we've ever seen of him. So uh, still, there we go. Uh, In Sweden, consumers are expected to have spent... $14.5 Fourteen point five million dollars this year on podcast subscriptions. The podcast ad are rich in Sweden. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that, that's in terms of the total market. The podcast ad market is worth thirty four point five million dollars. Um, if you add those uh, together and you um, and you um, uh, size it up to make it as big as the US market, then that gives you three hundred nineteen million dollars for subscription revenues which may or may not be true. Um, And it gives you $759 million for ad revenue. Now, that is pretty well where the podcast industry is in the US. Um, So if the Swedes are paying the same in terms of podcast subscriptions as people in the US are, um, then that would lead you to suspect that podcasting has hit a billion dollars in terms of uh, revenue and that there's quite some significant money out there to do with podcast subscriptions. Um, which may or may not be uh, true but I thought that that was some really interesting data it came from MediaVision and the Institute for Ad Measurement uh, in uh, Sweden so um, yeah I I just thought that was worthwhile mentioning
2: Mm. now over in the Middle East uh, Turkey and Morocco uh, Target Spot is expanding out into those markets it's an audio ad company I've not used it have you tried it James?
0: yeah uh, it owns Winamp it owns uh, various other things or rather I think it used to own Winamp. I think it uh, recently uh, changed uh, hands. But anyway, however that works, interesting that they see there being ad revenue in Saudi Arabia and the UAE particularly, which of course are places that we've heard quite a lot of recently. Uh, in Germany, a podcast analytics startup, Voxelize has raised a pre-seed round of uh, $1.2 million, which is uh, interesting to see. And PodX Group has just acquired a majority stake in a podcast um, a podcast powerhouse. It's a, um, uh, a podcast company in Argentina called Poster. Um, It's its first investment in Latin America, but uh, what the company has already invested in is a podcast publisher in the UK uh, and one in, I think, the Netherlands. I want to say the Netherlands, and I'm probably going to be entirely wrong there. Um, Let me uh, tell you exactly where. Uh, In uh, France. In France, they've bought uh, close. So uh, we don't know how much... (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, close. We don't know how much, um, but uh, yeah, but, um, but uh, who knows there.
2: Now, moving on to events, just to get you uh, things into your diary, PodFest Expo, where your voice matters, is in Orlando for January the 26th.
0: Yes, and I'm hoping to have a quick chat with uh, Chris Krimitzos, um, who runs PodFest Expo, and find out a little bit more about that over the next uh, week or so. Well, actually, I'm chatting to him tomorrow. So uh, we may hear from him uh, in this very podcast next week. Who knows? Uh, Podcast Movement Evolution is coming up in Las Vegas in March. March. And um, there's also Radio Days Europe, which is happening in Prague, which has a podcast summit uh, as well, which I will be at. So looking forward to that. That is also at the end of March. And the podcast show in London returns on May the 24th and the 25th. There are more events, both paid for and free at Pod News virtual events or events in a place with people, free or charged. Uh, Just, um, you know, you can choose whatever you want. Uh, If you're organising something, Tell the world about it. It's free to be listed. Podnews.net/events.
1: Boostergram.
0: Boostergram corner.
1: Corner. Corner. On the Pod News Weekly Review.
0: Yes, it's that time again. Boostergram corner, and thank you, Matt Cundle, who's uh, sent us a Rush boost. What, what were you doing, Matt, sending us a Rush boost? Is Rush a Canadian band? Not
2: that I'm aware of. No.
0: Rush isn't a Canadian band, is it? No. Anyway, uh, he uh, he has randomly sent us a rush boost and says, Hello, James and Sam. Enjoyed the conversation with Dan Meisner. Uh, thank you. Yes. Uh, one Canadian saying that he enjoyed listening to another Canadian, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, so, Matt, uh, thank you uh, for that.
2: Yes. As we mentioned a little earlier, 10,000 sats from Dave Jones. The Podping Cloud 2.0 is live if any hosting company or platforms need an authorization token, please contact me, which is not me, but Dave instead. Uh, Dave at podcastindex.org. Yes, don't contact me. I have no tokens to hand out. That's that's the summary of that.
0: Yes, uh, and uh, just uh, by the way, if I may, just uh, correct something that I said only a moment ago. Rush is, of course, a Canadian rock band formed in Toronto in 1968. Of course, I knew that. Uh, obviously,
2: <laughs> uh, so glad you checked. Well, I could see Adam. <laughs> literally going (laughs) you two well well particularly particularly dave
0: uh i listened i I actually listened to the to the um to the album 2112 that album uh and i listened to it and i thought it was uh, i thought it was prog rock bollocks so i I stopped listening halfway through that's probably not
2: you better get your acdc yeah that's what
0: we need That's what we need. Uh, And Brian of London, thank you, uh, Brian. uh, 1948, an Israel boost. Um, (laughs) He's just written Podping. Podping uh, uses uh, Hive, of course, which Brian is uh, a big, big fan of. Now, if you get value from what we do, the Pod News Weekly Review uh, is separate from Pod News financially. Sam and I share everything from it. We really appreciate your support so we can continue making this show. You can support us with cash at podnews.net slash weekly support. No one has done that yet. Or you can support us with Sats by hitting the boost button in your podcast app. If you don't have one, podnews.net slash newpodcastapps will help you find a new app like Fountain, for example. What's happening for you this week, Sam?
2: Uh, Well, I was very uh, uh, pleased to say I was a guest on Matt Medeiros' podcast audience uh, talking about why we changed the name of this show. Uh, Yes, I did say James is taking over the world. That was the summary. And... um, (laughs) We did talk about value for value and micropayments as usual, um, but I really enjoyed it, so thanks Matt for allowing me to be your guest.
0: Yes, it was very good. I enjoyed that so uh, thank you for uh, doing that and it was always it's always slightly strange um, seeing <laughs> seeing people talking about. Uh, you know your thing and going oh yeah that was uh, yeah, um, uh in terms of the brand so uh, thank you very much it's uh, well worth a listen uh, it's just called audience uh, but it's the castos uh, uh, podcast
2: and James what's happened for you this week
0: well I have uh, firstly I, I I'm aspiring to be a proper writer uh, so I've bought listen to this that is a mechanical keyboard. Um, And the kids playing in the other room. That's a mechanical keyboard. I've actually bought a mechanical keyboard um, Which is very exciting and very loud, and I'm finding it quite difficult to To to, uh, type with but still there we are Mm. Um, and the other thing that I have been and this is very geeky But nevertheless, I don't care. I'm going to tell you about it. Anyway, Uh, I have learnt the dialogue uh, HTML5 tag um, which has enabled me to get rid of 450,000 pages from the PodNews website, uh, which I'm delighted about. Uh, it's also helped me get rid of 450,000 database calls as well, um, because instead of having a separate page to, uh, to kick off a rebuild for the podcast pages on uh, PodNews, it's now no longer a separate page. It's just a little dialogue pop-up, uh, and I'm a big fan of it. Um, And I've enjoyed learning about it. So um, there we
2: are. Uh, And that's it for this week. You can give us feedback using email at aweekly at podnews.net or send us a boostergram. If your podcast app doesn't support Boost, then grow a new one from podnews.net slash new podcast apps.
0: Our music is from Studio Dragonfly. Our voiceover is Sheila D. and we're hosted and sponsored by our friends, uh, our very good friends, our very dear friends, uh, Conversations are still ongoing about 2023. Our very dear friends, Buzzsprout, (laughs) podcast hosting made
1: easy. Get updated every day. Subscribe to our newsletter at podnews.net. Tell your friends and grow the show. And support us. And support us. The Pod News Weekly Review will return next week. Keep listening.